All right, you ready? Are you ready to learn? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Because what I'm about to teach you is going to go against anything you've ever heard about prophecy. Okay? It's a normal thing. <laughs> Usually when I start teaching stuff, it goes against what people have known. So I want you to get rid of everything you ever heard about prophecy. There might be some common denominators, but I want to take you to Scripture. I'm going to show you what Scripture says compared to what everybody says. Okay? So we're going to go to Hebrews. Chapter 10. Hebrews 10. And we're going to start in verse 15. Hebrews 10, 15. It says, And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us, for after saying, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws on their hearts. I will write them on their minds. Then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Okay? Now, where is that passage? Okay, so we're going to back up just a little bit. Hebrews 8, 10, 12. Because you need to see all of it. All of it. All of it. Okay? So let's go back to Hebrews 8, 8. And it says, For he finds fault with them when he says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day that when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. For they did not continue in my covenant, so I, will show, so I showed no concern for them, declares the Lord. Verse 10. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Number 11. And they, will, they shall not teach. Look at this. They shall not teach each one his neighbor. And each one his brother saying, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful toward their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. What does it say in 1 John 2.27? 1 John 2.27. So who's the anointing? The Holy Spirit, right? We see you can see that in Acts ten thirty eight very easily. He is the anointing. So who teaches you all truth? Holy Spirit. So who's? How is the law written in your hearts and your minds? How do you know Him? By the Holy Spirit. It's His nature. You know Him because He's part of you, right? So what a lot of prophetic circles teach 
is that you need to learn to hear God. Right? Well, that goes against what we just read. It says we all know him. You see what I'm saying? We already hear him. So, what people don't realize is they think hearing God is like having bad cell phone service. Right? Frustrating at best and completely horrifying at worst. Right? Because you get dropped calls, you get static in the line, right? The text messages don't go through, you have no Wi-Fi, right? No, no internet or no data, right? It's frustrating. But according to this, it says the exact opposite. We have 100% coverage straight to God, no matter where we are, where we're at, 100% of the time. Right? So we know him. We don't even need a man to teach us. We don't even be instructing each other. Know God. Because you already know him. He's talking about the covenant we have today. It's out of Isaiah. He's talking about the covenant we have today. This is our covenant. That they were looking forward to. Our covenant. So we hear God. We just dismiss it as our own thoughts. Okay? So how do you hear, how do you hear God? He sounds just like you. How do you hear the devil? Sounds just like you. How do you hear yourself? Sounds just like you. You hear yourself. You hear God. You hear the devil through your inner ear. If you record yourself, you play it back, sounds way different. Because then you're hearing with your outer ear. Not with your inner ear, with your outer ear. Right? You're like, man, I sound way more handsome. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but you're like, there's two different here. Like, you hear it completely different. So what's going on? Is because one is your spirit speaking through your soul. Right? And so you're hearing, well, God is a spirit, the devil's a spirit. So you hear it all the same. So an example, um, one time I got very sick and Daisy was going to take me to the ER. So I call a friend and ask him to pray. And I was concerned. I was having trouble breathing, right? And I'm getting in the car and I hear this thought in my head. I'm going to kill you. Okay. Really? Really? Think about it. Would you tell yourself, I'm going to kill you? No. Who's going to tell you that? The devil. I was like, stupid devil. You gave yourself away. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I prayed. Went away immediately. By the time we got to the hospital, I was completely fine. We didn't even go to the hospital. So it was just like, what? You know? And so it got me to start questioning. <gasps> Excuse me. What, what, what voices were I was listening to? Because it says the voice of a stranger 
We don't follow. Doesn't say you can't hear the voice of a stranger. You just don't follow it. Right? So you hear God because he sounds just like you, but he uses five senses. Right? What are your five senses? See, smell, taste, hear, touch. Right? You can touch the board, feel smooth. Right? Your body has five senses. Your soul has the exact same five senses. Do you know that? So how do you sense with your soul? Very easily. I can see. Now let's say I smell something. And it reminds me of a different time. It brings up a memory. What am I doing? I'm sensing with the smell. Same thing with seeing. You know, I, I like using flowers. I see flowers. You know, I might have just come from a wedding. You might have just come from a funeral. I see the flowers. It's like, oh, what a joyful time. And then, you know, you came from the funeral, and you're like, what a horrible time. Right? Time of mourning. I'm thinking time of joy. Sensing with your soul. Your spirit has five senses. Right? It's kind of like putting on a glove liner. Putting on a glove. Your hand is your spirit. And you put on the other two. So Ezekiel says, I was in the spirit. And the Lord told me to take the scroll and eat it. Right? So what do you have to do? He had to look. He saw the scroll. So he's seeing in the spirit. He grabs the scroll. He says he tastes it. And it's sweet as honey to his lips, but bitter to his stomach. So he's touching it, tasting it. Part of taste is also smell. So he's smelling it, tasting it, feeling it, seeing it, and he heard God to speak to him. All five senses right there. In the spirit. You are now spiritual beings. Right? Because you've been born anew. In the spirit. It's an example. Daisy and I were driving. We were talking to God about something that was going on. We we're like, God, we need direction. And uh, we're turning at a, at a, on a street. We look over. We happen to both look over. And there was this huge road sign. And I can't remember exactly what it said. Do you remember exactly what it said? And... So it, it, we, we both read it, and I went, wait, because it was the answer to what we were asking. But when we did the second take and we read the sign again, it didn't say that. It said something completely different. And I look at Daisy, and Daisy looks at me, and she goes, do you see that? I say, yeah, I saw that. What did it say? Because I'm trying to figure out if she saw what I saw, Right? And she goes, it said this. I go, that's exactly what I saw. How is it that we both saw the same sign, said the same thing, and we look back, it said something completely different. God was showing us in the Spirit. His answer, using our vision. He will talk to you using your ear, your inner ear, most of the time.
Right? You see, he communicates to you all the time. But some of us, we're so full of ourselves, we think, that was my idea. There's no way it's your idea. If you were honest with yourself, it was completely random. This idea popped in your head and it solves your solution. I mean, it solves your problem, right? It's the solution to your problem. You realize that's God speaking the solution to the issue. And it's very simple. Right? And it's just paying attention to everything around you. So I had just finished uh, discipling a, a young man, and he was like, oh, I'm really asking God if I should go to school for what I want to go to school for, which was um, being a mechanic and stuff like that, or I should go for what my parents want me to go for. I was like, well, what do you want to do? He goes, well, I want to do this, but my parents want pressuring, pressuring me to do this. I was like, okay, so why don't you ask God what he wants you to do? And he was like, yeah, I've been asking him. I go, no, no, no. So if you've been asking him, then you haven't been listening. He's like, what do you mean? So I just explained to him what I explained to you. He messaged me the next day. He goes, I was driving to, I was driving to school. And out of nowhere, I look up and I see this sign. So I'm talking to God about the issue. I look up and I see the sign and it says, just do it. Nike sign. Right? He goes, but as soon as I read that, it was like lightning hit my spirit. And it was a witness to my spirit to do what I was talking to God about doing. So he went that direction. Very simple. I go, you see, you heard God for yourself. You don't have to have somebody come in and tell you what, to, what, what he said. You heard him for yourself. Very simple. So we're going to do some exercises here in a little bit. But I, I want to give you some guidelines, okay? Some guidelines. Oh, okay, there you go. So number one. You ready? Number one. The Holy Spirit will not tell you something contradictory to the Word of God. Yeah, put Holy Spirit won't violate the Word of God. The Holy Spirit will not violate the Word of God because they are one. It's very simple, but people often overlook that. Well, God told me to, to push him down some stairs. Really? God told you that? Wrong God. Wrong kingdom. Right? And it's, it's serious. I, I had a friend. Great friend. He loves the Lord. And he goes, we were on a honeymoon. And God pushed me down some stairs. Because if I was walking outside, ice fell from the ceiling or from the roof and it would have it would have went right through me. It would have killed me. Really? I go, Were you hurt? Well yes, then it wasn't God. So you're saying that God, you're accusing God of child abuse. 
to protect you. That's not his nature. And Daisy's like slapping me under the table. I'm like, what? I'm not backing off of this. He's talking about my, the very nature of my God. He's talking, he's misrepresenting. He's under, misunderstanding God. This is not okay. And she's like, behave. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Something I don't back off of, the nature of God. All right? So, number two. In the presence of two or three witnesses. In the presence of two or three witnesses. Right. So you can even put record prophecy. Prophesy. Prophecy. All right. So what's number three? Anybody know what number three is? Huh? Anybody? Want to take a stab at it? <laughs> what? It should always lift up. It should build up. So, give you an example. A lot of people think you should always just speak what you're seeing. If I did that all the time, I'd be in trouble with a lot of people. Okay? Because if I'm speaking what I'm seeing, then I'm stating who they are right now, not who they're going to be growing up into. So, I'm not being very prophetic, I'm actually being very pathetic, right? Because the pathetic always does, I, I saw this Christian comedian, he's talking about it, he's like, you ever notice pathetic people? They always have this music playing in the background, something recreational, you know? Birds, you know, and they're, and they get this face, like something stinks in the room. Right? You know what I'm talking about? And then they tell you something that you already know. Like, the Lord's saying, tomorrow is Saturday. <laughs> and then they act like you should be blown away. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? That's flowing in the pathetic. Okay? <laughs> so it's like no, no, no. <laughs> so you always you always want to build up you always want to to edify encourage right so what happens when several times I've been in the prayer line and, and God tells me to, to say something you know one guy I grabbed his hand and God started showing me things he was doing ungodly, contrary to his nature. And I was like, Ooh, give me the heebie-jeebies, you know? Like, nasty feeling. 
I felt like just touching his hand, I was being defiled because I could see his thoughts. I could see what he was doing. I was like, God, why are you allowing me to see this stuff? I don't want to see it. I don't care. He was like, because I want you to see past that in what I value. So I grabbed his hand and I said, you are an amazing son of God. You walk with him. You know him. This guy's breaking. He's crying. I'm speaking how God sees him. Right? Not where he's at. And he said, all these things you're dealing with right now, they fall off. In Jesus' name. And he opened his eyes. He looked at me. He's like, you know. I was like, I know. But he was so moved by the love of God. Speaking what he's not as if he, he is already. Speaking life. Did you know that's why the...